This is a headgum podcast. My roommate has a friend over, so oh boy, we, we may hear we may hear them have a have a little a little chuckle. What are they doing? Are they playing Legos? They were they were playing Legos. Mm-hmm. Um, that looked like they were building uh, a castle. Nice. So, you know, we might hear just the sound of a a bunch of Legos falling on the ground, clattering to the ground. If they're doing like a make believe session, where where there's a dragon taking over the castle, I understand. Yeah, you're gonna. That's a fun one because uh, you can really get that that whole sort of path of destruction aesthetic. If you got one of them big Lego dragons and it smashes through the the castle walls, yeah, Legos are hard to smash though because they they fit together so intricately. You really gotta like tear into them. Uh, to to achieve like a true path of carnage, like what a dragon would do. Exactly. Every time I go to Disneyland, there is a a place in downtown Disney where they have like a giant Lego store, and they have like Lego models of uh, popular Disney characters. Like I think you might see like Nick Wilde, the that Fantastic Fox, um, from Zootopia. From Zootopia, sure, sure. Just looking real wily and just a little horny um and i just i just desperately want to push it over (laughs) just just see all the little pieces go everywhere i don't think there's any stronger indication of like a base human desire than wanting to smash some legos yeah you're never too old to to ruin someone else's good time huh (laughs) and that's what makes us human is like seeing a giant pile of legos or like an ice sculpture and being like nope I will just enjoy it. <laughs> wow, someone spent a lot of time on that. And I will respect their time. Yeah, I c- <laughs> it, would, it would take so much less time to undo all of that hard work. Yeah, this beautiful ice dolphin is so triumphant. And it's really, it's just the perfect centerpiece for this gala. And I could ruin it and be gone before anyone noticed. The exit's <laughs> right there. <laughs> this is my, my low-level Batman villain shtick. Yeah. So I just go to the galas uh, for Gotham's finest, but I just like do shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it, uh, not to get too political yeah. on here, but I do feel like that is one of the main driving forces behind like the modern conservative movement is just the desire to destroy things that are good. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I guess like that goes counter to what I'm saying though, because the conservative, the, the wealthy and rich elite are the ones that have all the the dolphin ice statues. If they would just properly distribute those amongst the populace, it would solve so many of our problems <laughs> as a nation. If everybody had their own ice statue to take care of, we wouldn't want to destroy everyone else's. We'd all have our own to worry about. A car in every garage and an ice dolphin in every kitchen. In my metaphor, I guess the the ice statues are what amount of su- small small amounts of societal progress we've made over the past, you know, few decades that seem to be under threat constantly. Mine are just dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't know what kind of utopia you're selling. No, mine. I don't know either. But <laughs> I should clarify, they also ice luges. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, uh-huh. Ice Luges or Ice Luigi's? <laughs> oh, shit. 
oh shit, Nathan, we gotta get super rich so that we can have a party with all our friends with an ice sculpture of Luigi, but it's also a luge. And yes, it does come out of his ding dong and you can just slurp so much Jaeger out of that thing. Yeah, we've got an, uh, over here we have our ice luge uh-huh. Luigi and over here we have our ice luge Lugia. <laughs> it's a Nintendo ice party. Thank you for coming to this year's Met Gala. <laughs> the theme is just awful pandering. Yeah. To me specifically. <laughs> ah, it's nice to have a dream uh, to work towards. Yeah. Um, but with that in mind, Nathan, I think it's time we start the show. It's ice to have. Mm-hmm. No, no, you started this path. Go down it. I stopped the I stopped the theme song. It's not going anymore. <laughs> Trevor, stop the theme song. Let him finish. It's ice to meet you. Fair enough. All right, let's start the show. What? What should we draw? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I am your boot sipping buddy, Caldwell Tanner. And I am your uh, sock smelling <laughs> sister. Sister. Okay. <laughs> Nathan Yaffe. All right. Ooh, we got there. Jeez, yeah. boy. That was that was rough going for a second. I'm glad you took me off the heat there. I would have just gone <laughs> <laughs> just for the rest of the show. Yeah, I was I was overheating. He was snaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like being the pattern guesser. Yeah, you're so good at it. You're so good at guessing the pattern, <laughs> as you just demonstrated. You sit boots and I sniff socks. Yeah, you sit boots and I sniff socks. Uh, oh, what a pair will be, as the country song goes. Nathan, I did. I did want to talk about my my boot sipping experience. Lay it on me. I so um, last week I went to um, like a German bar uh, or like a German pub, I suppose, a tavern, a beer garden. Yeah, not not a full beer garden, more of a tavern, more of like a you know like something that like you'd see a bunch of hobbits going to that sort of. Oh, thing. sure, sure, sure. And they had boots of alcohol, which I'd only known from the the hit film Beer Fest, but apparently they're real. <laughs> Yeah. And you can just have them. Yeah, you can just drink out of a boot. It's just a glass that's got a little extra bit at the bottom. Yeah. Um, well, they had, yeah, they had the option. You could drink out of a real boot or you could drink out of a glass one. I chose the glass boot. Oh, yeah. They do have a real boot. You can either get uh, a clean boot or one that has been worn. Right. If you want a little bit of that seasoning. Yeah, that seasoned blend. But I just went with like the vanilla uh, glass boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fun because it's like not a full sized boot. I think they they might have full sized ones if you're like a a big boozing buddy. Yeah, you're you're not sticking a a real a real human foot inside the the glass boots that that uh, that I've drunken out of. No, I'm just a small sudsy friend. Um, and these boots they were like roughly the size of like a child's foot, which is very, it's just a very strange phenomenon because you've just got basically like this Victorian glass child shoe that you're sipping alcohol out of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you keep expecting to see some, like, I don't know, Cinderella equivalent, like, run in and be like, you stole stolen my boots. <laughs> How am I going to get into heaven if I don't have my glass boots? <laughs> it's there. Well, they're they're letting you borrow it. It's the, Exactly. You, once yeah. you're done drinking out of it, you don't keep the boot. You give it back to the, 
to the small child. To the so small can, child. So they can <laughs> get into heaven, you said? That's, That's what... Yeah. They, they, <laughs> in the mythos I'm constructing... Uh, German heaven... German beer heaven's weird. <laughs> well, you take them off and you drink out of them once you get to heaven. <laughs> right. Because you're like, oh, I was a child and I died young and I never got to drink a boot. I never got to drink an alcohol. So uh, they put the glass boots on your feet. <laughs> oh, good. Good, anyway, good, good. I got really drunk. <laughs> and it was bad. Uh, the one last thing I wanted to mention about the boot, though, mm-hmm. was that if you've seen the, the movie Beer Fest where they like, you know, the boot is kind of a central plot conceit i don't know if that movie is actually good it's got one of my favorite jokes that's ever been in a film in it but i don't know if it holds up as a whole but um the big thing in that is you have to twist the boot so that like the big um the big bubble of air that gets trapped in the the toe doesn't like splash in your face right because it doesn't count it doesn't count as being drunken if it splashes in your face but when you've got one of these like smaller um dead child boots Mm-hmm. the bubble isn't big enough to like splash in your face. It just kind of like gurgles a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just very fun because every time you take a sip, uh, when you get to the bottom of the boot, it just kind of like splashes up then goes like you're uh, blowing bubbles in chocolate milk. It's very fun. It's just like a fun little drinking experience. Well, Caldwell, I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. It, it clearly stuck with you. Uh, it, it made you happy. Yeah. I mean, it, it ruined the next day at work. Yeah, for sure. I was just completely uh, catatonic. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but it was fun for the night. Yeah. That's how you got to live your life. Yeah. Not thinking about the consequences for the next day. Speaking of not thinking about the consequences, Nathan, uh, do you want to look at some emails that uh, our listeners sent us, (laughs) regardless of what the government says? (laughs) Yeah, regardless of of what uh, dark energies we might release by reading these uh, these missives. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Who, Who knows? Yeah, one of these one of these emails could secretly be like a scroll that's gonna summon a witch. Honestly, uh, I want more witches in 2018. True that, though. Even if they're evil, their intent is probably good. There's a lot of shades of gray. (laughs) I just want more powerful entities. I think um, too much power is being consolidated by a few entities, and I just I want some other ones in there just just mucking stuff up. Yeah, and honestly, I just think that like more female presenting entities uh, will lead to a better society. There you go. All right, so this comes to us from uh, Bjorn. And the, the title, this is a beautifully written email, and um, Bjorn, uh, not to reveal anything, is, is Scandinavian, and I believe they've written an email with better English than I could have, so I'm very excited. This is titled, Coast, the Seaworthy Pine. I'm going to read it. It's a little story. Seaworthy spelled um, S-E-E worthy. Yes. Like, a, a worthy of being seen. Right. Yeah, because you, you don't want to take this pine out of the forest into the sea. Although a boat could be both. Could be both seaworthy and seaworthy. Yeah, um, it's, it's just a little fun with our language. That's, that's just a little, just a little word fun mm-hmm. starting off for you. <laughs> Wham bam! Thank you, grammar, for that wonderful <laughs> exchange. <laughs> All right, yeah. here we go. Mm-hmm. Hello, Drawfy Duddles. I recently got a dog, and her insatiable lust for adventure, or just new places to go to the bathroom has led me deeper and deeper into the snowy Scandinavian forest. This is already terrifying. (laughs) On a recent outing, we greedily ventured deeper than ever before. 
and we suddenly came across this amateurishly made sign excitedly informing us that we were close to Kos, the noteworthy pine. Or perhaps, uh, as Bjorn mentions in parentheses, Kos, seaworthy pine, or Kos, pine worth seeing. There's no exact one-to-one translation. Uh, and Bjorn has included a picture of this really just average-looking pine tree in a, in a snowy forest, but then there's a giant sign in the foreground with a huge arrow pointing towards the pine, and in very tiny font, it says, Sivard Gran, which <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently translates to a pine worth seeing. <laughs> I like it in my head. This is kind of like a Scandinavian prank, yeah, which I love because it's so kind and docile and like not hurting anyone. It's just somebody put up a sign that was like, check out this pine. Yeah. It's like, hey, did you get my prank? I made you look at one tree in particular. There wasn't anything special about that tree. Well, I thought there was. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I I inferred meaning. Yeah, I I enjoyed looking at this one pine. Yeah. I, it could be like a Wile E. Coyote situation where they're like distracting uh, Bjorn by making them look at this pine while they kidnap them and feed them to the forest witch. Because like, I'm looking at this forest the Scandinavian forest that Bjorn lives by. And there's definitely at least one or two witches up in there. Oh, yeah. I had my doubts, as I have seen many a pine of note in my days, Chris's or otherwise. The sign itself wasn't very convincing either. It was clearly hastily made by a layman sign maker and sloganeer. Who are they to decide which pines are better than others? But now that I have seen the coast, the sign was true. While I don't think it would be fair or even legal for me to show you coast directly, I thought I would at least let you know of his, her, its existence. You now have the knowledge. Do with it as you will. Bjorn. P.S. I don't exactly know what my dog's thoughts on Kos were. Uh, she's from Romania, and I don't speak Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very funny. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Uh, good. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just a good joke. <laughs> Classic. Uh. But she did go to the bathroom shortly afterwards. Uh, with what seemed like newfound purpose. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a a, a tale of uh, a Scandinavian adventurer and their dog, uh, and their discovery of coast the Noworthy Pine. Also, I'm looking at this sign. It's not. It's not bad. Like they, there's clearly some woodworking involved. Well, I mean, by woodworking, they hammered one piece of wood to another piece of wood. <laughs> I guess that does. Technically qualifies as woodworking, do. and uh, and then the the piece of paper on it is is laminated. It, it is laminated, like. mm-hmm. and uh, those are some very level staples that they've got. <laughs> they clearly have a staple. Do you think that this is like some rogue sign maker? Yeah, I don't know. Is this like a low level mythological figure in, oh. in Scandinavia? <laughs> the, the sign maker of the Scandinavian <laughs> woodlands. Yeah, it's like you better be a good boy all year. Or the sign maker will come and put a sign outside your house that says bedwetter. <laughs> Again, just all very, like, none of the signs are luring you into traps. They're all just sort of making you, drawing uh, your attention towards things that they think are noteworthy. Like, hey, maybe there's going to be a bird. Yeah. This does seem like a fun, not prank, but like cool Instagram opportunity, maybe. Mm. This is just put a big sign with an arrow up that says, like, big cool friend, or, like, good at snacks, uh, and then 
you stand next to it and people take a picture of you with it. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Compl- like sort of a rogue rogue compliment signs. Yeah. Like, oh, here's one good smelling person. Yeah, good smelling fella right here. Or like uh <laughs> good smell of fella. <laughs> what are some other like sign slogans that you could maybe put around town either to identify something or to kind of uh allow people kind of like a instant instagrammable opportunity okay because like i I guess sticking with the theme of uh, a a noteworthy pine right a thing thing that there's lots of but but you're drawing attention to this one for some reason (laughs) i mean maybe going off the name coast is a good name yeah what if it's just a sign that says like a better chris (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) dan plus (laughs) this guy's going to heaven (laughs) uh stuff like that um just like uh on time for work Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just never been yelled at <laughs> Just little compliment bombs. Yeah. Is kind of the way to, to the way to think about it. Sure. I like this idea. It would involve us having to go to Home Depot and and like buy some materials, I guess. Or just um make the signs available online and encourage others oh. to uh to use them. So, I like that. So, we would make design like a sign with like a big arrow. And maybe like we could we could do like a little picture on it too, um, and it would be just kind of like hang this up against like a blank wall, so people can like pose in front of it. Yeah, and I yeah, compliment bombing is a fun phrase for it. We could maybe come up with something better, but I I like this idea. This is this is definitely a contender. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Bjorn. Nathan, you wanna do you wanna keep rolling? I feel like we're we're getting we we might we might come up with more than one good idea this time. Yeah, I do have to co- uh, commend Bjorn again for, Absolutely. for showing us the sign, but not the the noteworthy pine. It's, <laughs> the pine itself must be <laughs> must be seen only in person. Oh, I figured that it was. There's a um a little bit of a tree to the left of the sign. I figured that was it. But you think that there's an even more noteworthy pine? Well, I just think that the the amount of the tree we're being shown is not enough to. To determine how noteworthy it is. Yeah, uh, there could be just like golden pine cones right off frame, and we'll never know. We'll never know, uh, but we can use our imaginations. That's all we can do on this show. I want to use my imagination to summon from the void another email. Okay. All right, this one comes to us from uh, Duck D. Duckman. <laughs> if that's your real name, then I'm sorry I just blew up your spot. I assumed, I assumed it was a pseudonym. But uh, if that's actually a real name, if you are Duckty Duckman, then I'm sorry that everyone is going to be coming to your house for your <laughs> delicious eggs. Nathan, you want to read this one? Yeah. Uh, Duckty Duckman, uh, their email is titled, No, I Will Not Title My Email. Great. Starting off very defiant, which I like. They don't answer to us. Yeah, don't, don't, don't adhere to society's email standards. <laughs> my dear draw sirs. All cap. Hi, just wanted to say hi. Oh, and I'm fed up with houses and apartments. 
So can you please come up with something that I can live in, which is not a house? Thanks. Sincerely, a dying <laughs> architecture student. Are they dying because they refuse to live inside and they have, you know, a bunch of preventable diseases? Or are they dying just from unrelated causes? I don't know, but if they're picture on their email is any indication they are a skull oh that's true i'm looking at that now their little avatar is a skull so yeah maybe they are just a skeleton you get some get some skin on those bones uh-huh. <laughs> eat a sandwich <laughs> that's very I'm, I'm just picturing like a, a grandma being like you're all skin and bones and it's just a skeleton and then like a pile of skin it's like it's true i am both <laughs> We got to put some skin on those bones. It's like, uh, ma- ma'am, I'm thank you, but that is not how this works. Yeah. I'm an enchanted skeleton. Yeah, I was brought back to life by a necromancer and uh no, there's there's no that's that's not for me. That's not in the cards for me. You going to be big and strong like your brother and we just cut over and there's like a real beefy skeleton eating a eating a sandwich. He's like, "Thanks, mama." <laughs> He's just got, like, the skin sort of slothing off him. <laughs> just bloop, bloop, bloop. Or it's, no, it's just like, it's it's a skeleton, but it's got, like, it's covered in muscles, like the people from that exhibit. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's kind of. The, the bodies. From bodies, yeah, all the Chinese prisoners. That would be a funny kind of reveal, maybe, as a comic. Okay. If it's like, you're all skin and bones, you gotta eat up. It's like, no, I'm a skeleton, that's not how this works. Um, you you made me. You should know this. And he's like, no, you got to eat all of this pasta to be big like your brother. And then we cut over to his brother, and it is just like a skeleton with like a full suit of flesh and uh, and muscle fiber. And he's like, thank you for the pasta. <laughs> and his eyes are just bulging out. Um, I don't hate it. Don't hate it. Put it on the pile. Put it on the pile. But uh, let's let's do address uh, Mr. Duckman's request which is to come up with something they can live in that is not a house okay so because caldwell home is where the heart is home yeah (laughs) and if if you're a skeleton i don't know where your heart is you lost it long ago yeah um well let's think about alternatives that exist currently okay besides apartments and houses what what do people live in um condos caves caves sure bunkers I think we got to expand the scope beyond people, though. Patrick Starfish lives under a rock. Yeah, uh, and I guess if this is a duck man... A nest. A nest, sure. The other option is perhaps, like, a, a pineapple under the sea. I guess I'm, I'm going you're, exclusively... You're, you're only doing Spongebob's. Yeah. Uh, a giant... A, a tiki head under the sea. Right, right, right. Uh, those are all very good alternatives. A, su- a sunken ship. Oh, what about... um. Like a big shell. Oh, yeah. What if it's like a, like a hermit crab? You keep your house on your back. How many bones do you have in your legs? Just quick question. Just quick question. We'll wait. Okay, the full suite, it seems. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think, like, here's the thing. You remove those bones, mm-hmm. sell them. Right. Use the money you made off of those uh, good femurs uh, <laughs> and kneecaps. Think about, oh man, think about the, the ashtray that a rich person could make out of your kneecap. That's oh, yeah. going to sell for a pretty penny, which is the secret currency that rich people use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you are you invested in pretty pennies? <laughs> They've got beautiful ladies on them. <laughs> 
and they're worth a million dollars each. Bitcoin's over. It's all about pretty pennies. It's all about pretty pennies. <laughs> the first cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pretty pennies sounds like a cryptocurrency for children. Like it's yeah. like a uh, cutest little pet shop or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Cryptocurrency. I love pretty pennies. I collect them all. <laughs> uh, if only, if only we had thought to include um, pretty pennies in our uh, in our American currency uh, image. Could we? I mean, I, I do like the idea of a Bitcoin rig for children. It's like an easy bake oven, but for bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have one for boys too, where you like you put in some of that that you know, like the creepy crawlers goo that you got to put in there and then it it turns it into like a little rubber toy well what you have to do is it it takes uh your actual toys Mm -hmm. you have to put you you sacrifice your toys that you have already for the possibility of maybe better toys in the future yes that's that's how it works you melt down your old toys (laughs) into this goo and you don't have access to the goo for for years and but then you you tell your friends about it. The goo becomes a string of unencryptable numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and that's bragging rights for years, right there. Yeah, yeah. Crypto crawlers. <laughs> Crypto crawlers. Is There's good. a lot of potential there for our line of children's Bitcoin products. But again, back to the point at hand. Mm-hmm. You sell your bones. Yes. You buy a giant shell right. with your bone profits. <laughs> with your wiggly boneless legs, you just squeeze into that shell. Yeah. Then you got a new house. Then you got a new house. Uh, you, you pull yourself around by your hands. Yeah. Uh, and whenever you're tired of moving around, you just go inside your home. You could get a little skateboard. Oh, that's fun. Maybe like put a, a go-kart underneath there or like i guess even like you know like a a modified or just get like a bunch of hoverboards maybe oh yeah 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 now that feels good i do think are there any other solutions you could just dig a a hole you could just dig a hole it's called a vertical grave and all the teens are doing it (laughs) just live in a tiny hole it's called worming you could do sort of the the outdoors thing get get yourself a, a tent is it camping? Is that what you're getting camp- at? You could do a camp. You could just, just do a perma-camping. Okay, all right. Um, You could do what fish do and live in the water. Oh, yeah, do a, a water home. Mm-hmm. Water home. You just you just really, you want him to do a SpongeBob, it seems. I'm just, I. it's very it fun <laughs> to live in a pineapple under the sea. I think that Patrick was onto something, which is that at the end of every day, you just smash yourself under a rock. And that's where you live, and you're just fully sealed off. Patrick must have slept so well, just being permanently stuck under that rock. Nothing's going to wake him. You know he's got Do Not Disturb turned on. Yeah, and then when uh, he wants to leave, he just the rock just flips fully upright, mm-hmm. and he's stuck to the ceiling. Right. It's fun, And that's like a funny thing for when your friends come over. Yeah, that's just a fun bit. Here's an idea. Okay. What if you you're still living in what is technically a house? Yeah. You just call it not a house. Change the game, change the context. Cuz there are so many 
so many things that are houses that people call other things, like um, like cottage. A lot of people live in a cottage. That's just a house. Um, a chalet. Ooh. Okay. So you're saying like come up with a new term. A chateau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just. I think these are just words for house in another language. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you say it's. If anyone's like, "Hey, can I come over to your house?" You're like, "Uh, I don't live in a house." If if all you, <laughs> if if your problem with houses is just having to say house, that's a solution. Okay, so just like call it something else. That's a, that's a pretty it's a pretty low key solution. Yeah. Could you live at the Home Depot? Because <laughs> that's like where houses are made, but. Like you're not living in a house, it's like it's like the house mother. I think that we've got a lot of solutions here. I don't know if we've settled on anything yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of them are funny. Either. No. <laughs> For me, that's the bigger problem. <laughs> Nathan, you want to take a quick break and maybe uh, <laughs> go go house hunting and see if we can't come up with some better solutions for our friend. Yeah, except I'm gonna call them big empties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I, go. Ca- I go to my real estate agent and I say, uh, find me a large, a large Wallace. <laughs> give me one of them extra caves. Yeah, give me, give me one, <laughs> give me one of them smooth caves. <laughs> give me one of them cube caves that all the people seem to be enjoying these days. <laughs> Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> it's zero. It's zero. It's beyond zero. Sorry, Duckman. Yeah, sorry, Duckman. Uh, you're stuck living in a house uh, until we can come up with something better. We're going to go talk to our realtor and see if we can't come up with a solution for you. Uh, but in the meantime, please enjoy this ad. Uh, have have some bread in, in your pond. You're a duck. You're a duck. Quack, quack. Well, Nathan, I, I got all excited to do ads for the podcast, but looks like we don't have any. We don't have any here. I'm looking at our folder. I'm looking at our, our Google Drive. There's no ads this week. Like, what are we gonna do? Are you sure? Are you sure? You gotta look look closer. Let me look closer. Did you check all the corners of the of the ad calendar? Did you check all the under all the 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 roughage? Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me. There's a hmm. It looks like there's kind of an encrypted bit in this corner here. Let me... Oh, Nathan. Yeah? I went to go look. I went to go look in the corner, and then I heard a knock at the door. <laughs> a classic misdirect. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know who it is? <laughs> oh, I think I think I might. <laughs> it's my blue apron! <laughs> We're doing that. We're doing it twice. <laughs> I just... I just like him so much. Uh, uh, we're not tired of him. No, we're not tired of him yet. Uh, yeah, our, our our sponsor this week is is Blue Apron. Yeah, the uh, the the fresh uh, number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country, and our new mascot for them that uh, they they haven't uh, explicitly told us to stop doing. <laughs> so uh, here here he is. Oh, Nathan, look, my boy yeah. Ron brought his wife, Sue Chef. She's here, too. <laughs> wait, I thought Blue Apron's wife was Steak Diane. <laughs> oh, wait, it's his daughter. He's, he's polyamorous. 
He is Paul. They're in an open relationship. This is his mistress, Sue Chef. Because he offers three different plans. <laughs> exactly. There's the two-person meal plan, mm-hmm. your family meal plan, mm-hmm. and the wine plan. That's for my blue grape, Ron. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Oh, look, he's leaving. <laughs> He left. Oh, we've got to tell the people about what this. All right, what all right. This is. Um, do you want to tell them about Blue Apron? Yeah. Well, well, Caldwell. Uh, well, Caldwell wrangles his uh, his Blue Ape. No, there's a big hole in the wall now. I got to clean it up. I got to oh, do some... a good, perfect, perfectly ape shaped hole. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is ape shape. Yes, Nathan. Yeah. While I sweep up all the the fragments uh, left by Blue Ape. Ron, can you tell them about Blue Apron? Just give them a little summary. Like I said, they're the number one fresh ingredient uh, and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, the way it works is you, you sign up and they'll they'll send you uh, fresh ingredients in a box along with uh, with recipes that, that walk you through how to cook them. So um, you end up with these delicious home-cooked meals that you made yourself and the skills to make it again and again in perpetuity, and for eight weeks, Blue Apron is teaming up with Whole30 to bring you delicious recipes, and their menu will feature two Whole30-approved recipes each week, like seared steaks with warm lemon salsa verde and roasted broccoli and sweet potato. Now get on that, because that's only going on for eight weeks. (laughs) Did you say eight weeks? No, I said eight. What are you talking about? Okay. Um, Oh, now, my Blue Apron has, has poked... His head back in with a couple of cue cards uh, for stuff that we need to make sure we mention. Uh huh. Blue Apron offers convenience and variety. Uh, they yes. deliver fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door uh, that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes uh, every week based on what's in season and is designed by their in-house culinary team, which is exclusively giant blue apes. Mm. Uh, flexibility. <laughs> they offer 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four based on what best fits their schedule and it's high quality oh look at he's flexing he was flexing for that part oh for the flexibility (laughs) part yeah yeah really spreading it's a little uncomfortable high quality blue apron sends only non-gmo ingredients and meat with no added hormones trust me uh blue apron brings all the hormones you need oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh boy uh Nathan, did you tell them about the non Whole30 meals? Or uh, there's a bunch of good options. Yeah, I, I mentioned the uh, the Whole30 approved seared steaks with the warm lemon salsa verde and roasted uh, broccoli and sweet potato. But they've also just got uh, some some regular old non Whole30 approved like spicy pork and Korean rice cakes with yes. baby bok choy, vegetable fried rice with togarashi peanuts. Oh yeah, I love a rice cake because it's just like. What if we took rice and we took the difficulty out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's cake it up. Cake it up. If you can cake it up, definitely do. So um, if you're interested in trying out Blue Apron, they are treating our listeners to $30 off your first order. Yeah. All you got to do is visit blueapron.com slash we draw. Uh, and then, yeah, go check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash we draw. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Oh, uh, there he goes. Off. Wow, he very daintily stepped through the uh, the large uh, ape-sized hole he left in the wall before. It's very cold now. Yeah. Uh, he was pleased with the job we did uh, promoting 
this product. Oh, he just oh, he just hijacked a bus. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Off to deliver meals somewhere else. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Ron. Bye forever. We'll never see you again. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've uh, done our job uh, and the terror of the ape is over, the long <laughs> ape night is over, uh, let's get back to the show. Yay. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed your, your break. Yeah, welcome back to our uh, our, our small castle. <laughs> welcome back to our big square hut. <laughs> our, our non-religious church. <laughs> You're good at this. Uh, let's see. Welcome back to my big old shell. Come, come in, come inside. Come, we're gonna, we're gonna tuck up into our shell and uh, and take you to podcast hell. Welcome, welcome inside my big dry turtle body. <laughs> That's what I call my house. <laughs> welcome, welcome inside my big dry boat. <laughs> my uh, non seaworthy boat. Welcome to my stationary car that I live in. <laughs> now that we're here. Uh, we can finally get back to reading suggestions that come in from our wonderful listeners. Uh, this one comes to us from iTunes. Oh, boy. Uh, if you'd like, you can leave us a suggestion on iTunes. All you got to do is give us uh, five stars. And in lieu of leaving a review, just put a suggestion in there. Yeah, or in addition. Yeah, you can do both. Uh, there's, there's no cops on iTunes. <laughs> this, is, this is the proof. The proof is here. The proof is in this pudding, and it's delicious, and it was prepared for us by May. Thanks, May. May writes, I'm just going to go ahead and and skip ahead. They they read some very nice words, but I want to get right to the meat of the suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Hey, boys, if you're reading this, draw me a way to get through finals. They're coming up next week, and I never learn how to study properly. Please teach me the ways of high school through your beautiful, beautiful podcast. Much love from a big-time fan. May! Now, uh, now, Caldwell, when... I added the extra A's. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was good. Caldwell, when did May send this, uh, this request? This was sent... This was sent on <laughs> January 8th. Okay, so we missed it. We did miss the window. We made the finals, uh... Here's the thing about finals, though. It's a misnomer. Um, there are more... <laughs> there's not... more than one... It's not. It's not final. After the finals, uh, you get you get to do a whole nother semester, and then there's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you do if you do good enough on your high school finals, <laughs> you get to do them all over again in college. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you want to be a doctor, you could just do finals forever. They should rename finals forevers because uh, it's like you're constantly being uh, judged and graded and compared. And uh, bent bent all out of shape by uh, unreasonable expectations your entire life. <laughs> Congrats, Nathan. What instead of doing a drawing this week, we just started uh, doing like high school memes. Oh yeah, because that's where I mean that that's where the the cradle of meme culture is is with the teens. That's where the clicks live. That's where the the click. That's where the click bees get their honey. Uh huh. Is from high schoolers. Um, yeah, that sweet high school nectar. What I'm thinking we do is we um, we get like a bunch of stock photos of teens. 
Okay. Good. Good. Like that <laughs> already. Just a bunch of photos of teens. <laughs> ha- we got Hello. It. Hello, good sir. I would like <laughs> as many of your finest photos of of good teens as possible. Please get out of my please get out of my internet store. Uh, oh, I'd love it. God, do you think that there are, are stock photo stores in real life <laughs> that you can just go to and be like, "Teens, normal, clothed, high school," and you say that phrase. And uh, someone's like, right away, sir. And then they come back with a bunch of pictures printed out for you, a bunch of glossies. I love, yeah, I like that they, they run away to their back room and they just uh-huh. have a bunch of, of people and props and they're just like, quick, quick, quick. And then they, they take a bunch of pictures <laughs> and then they come back to you. They take them in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you like put in a request and they're like, oh, geez, I got to fucking Rockwell this. I got to go get like a whole Thanksgiving dinner set up. <laughs> yeah. It's just, this is what uh, stock photo stores were before uh, the internet. I think we should bring it back, honestly. Like, we should start a stock photo store. So, like, it's, like, artisanal. Artisanal stock photos. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, uh, farm uh, farm to camera uh, photos that we prepare for you. So, you come into our store, and you say something like, elderly woman holding banana, sad. Uh, and we're like, okay, we'll get that ready for you right away. Or like, uh, attractive woman, uh, confused on landline phone. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a very. That's one of our most popular shots, sir. We, of course. But I want. I want a fresh one. Oh, you want a new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of these confused women uh, are uh, conveying quite the sense of urgency that I need. Uh, could you? Could you go and, and shoot me in a fresh batch? Businesswoman laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Diverse group of coworkers high fiving. Look, searching for stock photos is like modern day spell casting. Yeah, because you're just saying a a random assortment of like nouns and adjectives, and then in return you do get exactly what you want sometimes, and it's very cool. I remember my first couple years at College Humor. Yeah, a lot of my job was just finding stock photos and manipulating them into into images mm-hmm. and one of one of them i had to find a baby that was in a position that could be photoshopped to make it look like he was doing cocaine <laughs> <laughs> now see this is the difference nathan is you had to make that yourself but when you come to our store we we could just make the baby doing the cocaine right there we could just uh get we we could just get a baby. It would be it would be staged, obviously. It wouldn't be real cocaine. It would be some sort of baby safe mm-hmm. uh, powder. It would be baby cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the full strength dosage, just enough to get him a little buzzed. Because we do we do want that authenticity. We don't Absolutely. want. We want someone to be like, oh, this baby is high. Mm-hmm. A chock full of stock. We try to, we crave authenticity here. Well, Nathan, we got to help. We've, we've, we we, <laughs> we got to do something about finals. We got to do something about finals. <laughs> we got to get her through. We went on a real tangent. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> How to study properly. How to study properly. Um... Again, we missed, we missed uh, winter finals. Right, but summer finals are just around the corner. That's how time works. Uh, so we gotta we gotta get get you prepped for those. 
Hmm, do you have any study techniques that you would use, Nathan? I'm, I'm trying to put myself back in the mindset of having to uh, prove my knowledge at any point in time. I did this thing. Uh, it would drive my friends crazy. Yeah. I would do this thing where I would either the night before or morning of the exam, I would just sort of um, frantically look through my notes. Okay. Uh, in sort of a in sort of a panic. Yeah. And then uh, it, they would all be fresh in my mind. And then I would take the test. And then I would get a better grade than uh, <laughs> my friends who had uh, studied for weeks in advance. And they, ooh, they didn't like me. They didn't like that. They didn't like me for that. What, um, here's the thing you can do. Here's a, a cool study technique, which is after you take the test, May, mm -hmm. just say, oh, I think I did real bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the people who did that would tend to do, do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, like, set yourself... This is more of a psychological game, but, like, set yourself up to do bad. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun idea. If you've got a proctor in the room or the teacher that's administering the exam, one of the two, just raise your hand and say, Hey, teacher, can we cheat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask directly. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, a lot of people... They never ask directly, and that's, like, the big thing. And that's kind of the true lesson of high school is, like, how to ask for things, how to, like, be a productive member of society who knows how to ask questions. Right. And if everybody in the classroom is like, yeah, can we? Huh? Can we go? It's like, please. It's like... <laughs> please. Can we just cheat a little? Everyone's doing it. Don't be a lame-o. Can we have class outside? Let us cheat on this test. <laughs> Let us cheat on our finals. Yay. You're the <laughs> coolest, Mr. Tenberson. I do think that... <laughs> All right. I think that... Could you maybe just gaslight your teacher just a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Just like everybody brings their books and they have them open and the teacher's like, hey, put those books away. And you're like, no, you said this was an open book exam. I, I keep having these moments called, well, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Because we're, I'm almost 29 years old. So I'm probably as old or older than a number of teachers I had uh -huh, uh -huh. at this point. I know for a fact that I'm terrified of teens of what they could do to my self-esteem. If the teens were to unionize, yes. <laughs> yeah, if un unless it's like a veteran teacher, one of them grizzled, oh, yeah. don't-give-a-fuck teachers, you could probably get them. The tricky thing is going to be getting like the, the teacher's pet on board, because once they crack, uh, I think you're golden. Yeah, the, the sort of the, the worm tongue. Exactly. <laughs> The advi the advisor. What you need is sort of a, a Gandalf. You need to be the student equivalent of the Gandalf, right? To the teacher, mm -hmm. uh, and just sort of show up and then uh, wha whack him a whack him around a little bit. Not physically, right? I'm not promoting physical violence, but psychological violence. You are gonna want to light some fireworks, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Another thing you could do is get sort of a ragtag group together. Uh -huh. And um uh -huh. and sort of do do like a like a fun sort of series of misadventure heist attempts to get the answers to the test. I feel like this was the plot of a movie, but I can't remember the title of it. It would um you know, just 
you don't need to get the perfect score okay. uh, on <laughs> the right, test. There we go. <laughs> but you, you could probably, you know, you could probably fudge it. Another thing. Yeah. I don't know if they're still doing Scantrons. Mm-hmm. Just bubble C for all of them. Oh, okay. You're going to be right, uh, you know, a, a fourth of the time. So you're saying just forfeit. Just give up. Just do a guess. <laughs> just do a guess. Just do a guess and maybe. You could also do the thing Nathan was saying where you just study and like review your notes. But I understand sometimes people's brains don't work like that. So you got to look for alternatives. Is this is this something in like study tips? Study tips. Kind of like a like best study practices kind of thing. Oh, like, that could be yeah, that could be a drawing. That could be popular with the teens. Yeah. We we team up with Kumon. Oh yeah. And we, we prevent present some like study tips for how to ace the ace the test. I feel like whatever we do, whatever crazy things we do, it does end with just flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Your flashcard is actually reflective on one side and use it to blind your teacher momentarily <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh that's good yeah that's good i like that mirrors on the shoe i think is a classic one i think yeah you write uh write the everything write everything all up on your arms yeah uh on the inside of your hand uh-huh uh-huh uh, inside of your eyelids oh how about this mm-hmm. uh you get a phone call during it and your teacher's like no phones and you're like it's from my it's from my dad it's from my ghost dad. <laughs> I was just going to say you like fake a death in the family, but I like where you're going with this more. Well, I mean, your dad is alive, but you say he's a ghost dad. You say it's from my dad. And he's like, I don't care. Like you're taking a test. And you're like, no, you don't understand. My dad died 10 years ago. Uh, and then everyone in the class goes, oh, because you trained them to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you take the you take the test and you you have it set up. Cause your dad is alive and he's in on it. He's he's in on the score. Yeah, you need a cool dad uh, for this. A cool a cool dad who is willing to pretend to be a ghost. And then you do you do reenact the plot of Frequency in your <laughs> in your classroom. <laughs> and you find out that he's not dead. It's just it is him from ten years ago calling. You're not gonna get a good grade on your test, but boy oh boy, is everyone gonna remember that that day. Because you're just asking for ways to get through finals, not necessarily how to do a good job. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's a very good point. As long as you're having fun, because these grades, they're not going to matter. No. In some number of years. You just got to do good on your SATs and you're golden. Yeah. Um, and you can take that one as many times as you want. <laughs> I took mine 50 times. Yeah. Got a, a great aggregate score. Each time I did worse than the last time. <laughs> but they asked me very politely to stop showing up. Yeah, it works like a, a roguelike game where every time you take it, you get to you get to keep some of your stats, but it does get harder in certain in, in certain aspects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can take the you can take the roguelike SATs <laughs> or a Dark Souls where like you fail, but then you get to leave behind like clues for other people. <laughs> All right, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I like this a lot. How would this work in practicality? Say that you're like an English teacher or a math teacher mm -hmm. and you're giving a Dark Souls exam. <laughs> How does this... In practice, what does it work? You like... If you fail, you get to restart the test. Right. You just have to restart the year. <laughs> you restart the year 
Uh-huh. But your tester left in the room. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, but also, there are, you know, dragons. <laughs> you get a curse. Yeah. So your max HP goes down. Right. <laughs> and you got to build a bonfire. Yeah. I think that I think we're on to something here. <laughs> this is uh, the new model of education. Uh, we're getting rid of No Child Left Behind is done. Uh, we're, we're moving on to the dark souls of <laughs> the dark souls of education. Yeah. And then as a teacher, your job uh, is just to make sure your students can get good. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about pattern recognition. Mm hmm. Perfect. Uh, well, I think that that's very helpful. Um, I think we've potentially got some good ideas uh, generated from that. Nathan, do you want to do one more email? I feel like normally we don't get through this many, but we're, we're really moving at a good clip. I could do one more. Yeah. Let's squeeze in one more. Uh, this, is, this is from Cameron, uh, and I think we're really going to be able to help Cam out. Greetings, non-denominational draw persons. That's us. Th that's true. We, uh, we have no gods. If you've got some, let us know. We're looking, but currently none. Uh, I am very white, and I live in a small country town. <laughs> you just like that preface? Yeah. I know the feeling. I'm very white. Yeah. Very, yeah. <laughs> who, who boy. Cameron. Have <laughs> we got the show for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cameron has listed their SPF uh, number <laughs> next to their email. <laughs> That's you know that's just a quick way to get like a quick <laughs> understanding of Cameron and their struggles. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I live in a small country town in Australia. We just got our first ever Mexican restaurant, but I don't know what to order. Please help me choose the best thing to order for my sensitive bland tongue. Sensitive bland tongue. With regard to share amongst yourselves, Cam. I've never been to an Australian uh, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, I don't know what the, the twists and turns incorporated there are. Because, you know, every every sort of ethnic food restaurant is sort of filtered through the culture that it's being presented in. So I'm I'm mostly familiar with Americanized Mexican food. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your Chipotles, your, your Baja's Fresh. Mm-hmm. Your, your Moe's. Your Moe's. Basically, yeah, we took Mexican food and we shoved it into a giant tube of uh, of tortilla, a tortilla delivery system, yeah. uh, and you just punish yourself with that once a month. So I can tell you the the safest option, yeah, is always the quesadilla. Yes, in my personal experience, because mm -hmm. that's just a sandwich with uh with a tortilla bread. I myself am an adventurous eater. mm Hmm. Um, I've been blessed, dis my whiteness aside, I've been blessed with, um, I've been blessed with a spice tongue. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if I can go, like, full, full spice. I think there are spices that exist beyond my, uh, my geographic ability. You definitely have a higher tolerance, uh, between the two of us. You're, you're the spicier, you're the spicier boy for sure. Exactly. But, uh, so the, I, I'm gonna let you take the wheel on this one, because, like, my, I feel like all my suggestions are going to be like, get the thing that's loudest. Yeah, get get the thing with the most words you don't know. Uh -huh. I would say, for starters, just a plain quesadilla. <laughs> just some cheese and tortilla. Uh -huh. <laughs> and see how that does you. So basically treat this like you're sick. Like you're sick <laughs> and you can't keep anything down. So just get a plain quesadilla and a ginger ale. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend a quesadilla if you're sick. I think the cheese it's going to be very greasy and cheesy and um it's well, like not going to be I feel like something to nibble on, you know, like just like a plain, just like a plain tortilla, I feel like would be a food that oh, I yeah, would you eat. You could just get, just get some chips. <laughs> no, 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 no. The chips are going to be baked. They're going to be like fried. They're going to be greasy. Just yeah. a plain tortilla. Okay. So just a plain, a plain tortilla and just a sampler of the salsas. Uh-huh. Exactly. I think you got to yeah. work your way up. You're going to need to do like an exploratory mission at first. So I think like, yeah, plain tortilla, all the sauces. <laughs> <laughs> And then just real, real timid bites. Maybe you come to the store with your own Ziploc baggie of celery. (laughs) I love where this is going. And you just say, bring me all your sauces. (laughs) So you... (laughs) And then you kind of just... And then you just... (laughs) Just celery? Yeah. Just celery dip? You just dip them in the sausage, and you're like, oh, that's going to be too spicy for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> and then the next time you go, maybe you do order a quesadilla. Okay. And then you work up from there. Eventually, uh, you're getting those sizzling fajitas, and you're having a great time. But you you learned, and you never overextended your reach, is what I'm getting at here. That is something to consider, is that the most advanced meal at, uh, at this at this Mexican restaurant, I imagine, is some sort of combo of less advanced meals. And so okay. what, you, what you're trying to do is sort of uh, work your way up. Mm-hmm. Work your way up the menu from simple to complex. Do you think that restaurants like this, <laughs> I was about to say, like, don't you think they should cater to white people more? But that's not... <laughs> That's not the point yeah, I want the, to that's make. That's the one thing that we don't have enough of in our society is things specifically catered to us. I was just going to say, like, if there was some sort of kids meal equivalent at there restaurants like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm a spice idiot. Uh, please give me your blandest food. Like, uh, so, some sort of, like, blandy meal. Yeah. Well, what you could do is just, um, you could just say that. Yeah. Just say, hi, I'm a spice idiot. What should I get? <laughs> That's true. Give me your blandest. Your blandest for me. Yeah. <laughs> that could work. I'm going to suggest an alternate in case, Cameron, you are like me and um, you have a sensitive tongue, but you also like making food mistakes. Oh, okay. So maybe, you know, you go to like a Mexican restaurant and like your standard drink is going to be like a margarita. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you can go and you get, like, a fancy margarita that's got, like, um, you know, a fancy tequila in it or maybe, like, some prickly pear or, like, some sort of, like, real fun spice in it. You give me, like, a jalapeno-infused one. Yeah, like a, a mole. Yeah. A mole, uh, uh, a mole guy. So what about if you, instead of that, you had, like, Tums-infused margaritas? <laughs> So like every time, <laughs> yeah. Every time you go to the restaurant, you're like, "Let me get uh, the sloppy." Let me get the Cameron special. Yeah. <laughs> and you just hand them a bottle of Tums, and you say, "Just, just pepper those in where, wherever. <laughs> just crush those up, and it'll look like the baby is snorting cocaine." But we know it's Tums. Yeah, I think that like that could be something. Maybe like co- cocktails specifically designed for people. That are just like getting ahead of the game. Yeah. Who's to say you can't just mix Pepto Bismol with tequila? I think that'd be fine. 
Yeah, what are you, the drink police? <laughs> are, if you if you are, you you have to stop listening. Yeah, if you are a drink cop, then please, there are more important crimes. People are butt chugging still. You gotta get them for that first before you yeah, tackle us. Yeah, d- uh, don't butt chug anything at this restaurant, Cameron. <laughs> Number one. Uh, I think we helped. I don't know if there's a drawing. Maybe, I mean, I do like the idea of uh, kind of like drinks designed to just get ahead of something oh that's fun where it's like yeah the pepto-bismol margarita or like the tums daiquiri or like a um an ibuprofen mudslide it's just kind of like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny maybe yeah i don't know it's like mixed drinks for people that like mixed drinks for responsible people well the most responsible thing would be to just not boo boo get him out of here Bad idea. Just a a tall glass of water. (laughs) Mm, I love hydrating. I'm going to take that tall glass of water. I'm going to pour it on you as I slurp down. Just. (laughs) Oh, I'm all wet. You're all wet. And I'm over here just wrecked on Tums. (laughs) Cole, we got to draw something. We got to decide. Yeah. We got to decide to add to the pile. The, well, the endless pile of, of drawings. I think maybe at some point uh, this podcast will just be ideas for things that we'll never draw. Hey, no, Nathan, I want to make a declarative statement. We are behind on drawings. We've been very busy. Uh, we both have full-time jobs in addition to the show. We are going to do the drawings, though. In one way or another, we'll get to them, I promise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Nathan, I, I can't see Nathan's face, but... I'm just hoping he's not crossing any fingers or uh, rolling his eyes as I say this. I'm crossing my eyes, yeah. Okay, well, that doesn't count. But Nathan, we do. We have a nice big pile of drawing ideas. I think we should get down to it. We should figure out what it is we are going to draw this week. Well, our first idea was those rogue compliment signs. That's good. Sort of uh, compliment bombing. Mm -hmm. And those are, you know... Those can be pretty minimalist drawings. I feel like we just need to come up with some phrases, some fun phrases that uh, that people might want to uh, have displayed around their their home or office. Yeah, and I like I do like kind of the shareability of that. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun slogan ideas already. I wonder, yeah, is is there anything like that you think people would really share? Like that would really like you just put put like a sign on a brick wall. There's an arrow there, and the like. The sign says, "Like, stand here and uh, stand against death." I'm I'm against it. I I'm against death. Yeah, person who does not fear death. Okay, noteworthy hero <laughs> stands here. I like that. There was a sign um, nearby where I live that said, "Stand here and think about someone you love," and like people would take pictures next to that. Oh, that's nice. And then there was another one uh, in like West Hollywood that was like a big set of uh, rainbow wings, and you could like stand underneath it, and it would look like you were like a cool uh, multicolor angel. Yeah. What about something simple though? It's just like this person has washed their hands. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put those outside bathrooms. Yeah. Instead of employees must wash hands, just good employee who has washed hands. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah, that's fun. Or like this person uh, has very good credit. Good credit score. (laughs) Good credit score. We can think about it more. I like that idea, though. Uh, I don't know if I'm sold on it yet. What what else do we have in the pile? What other slush have we generated? There was 
there was the comic with the the necromancer and his his skeleton friend who's all skin and bones. I like that one because it seems very funny to have the skeleton be like, "You made me. You should know how this works." And then just a real fleshy, fleshy, gross skeleton that uh, you know we'd have to figure out how to make that look. Guess what, Nathan? I I see it perfectly in my brain already. That's kind of my front runner. <laughs> okay, I like that. Uh huh. Any other ones? Pwitty Penny's uh, crypto, crypto Crawlers Bitcoin for Kids. Bitcoins for Kids is very good. <laughs> Cutest little cryptocurrency. What is it? It's, it's Littlest Pet Shop, right? Uh, Yeah. And Polly Pocket would be like, um, I guess that would be like Polly. Uh, I mean, it, you could just be, it could still be Polly Pocket full of pennies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pretty Pennies is a pretty good brand in and of itself, though. Yeah. God, I'm really torn between these two. I think that would be really fun to see, like, you know, like, hey, kids, tired of your parents making all the Bitcoins? Now you can get in on the fun. Introducing Bitcoin rigs for kids. It's like, only requires 50 pounds of diesel gasoline to run. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. <laughs> your parents help you set it up, but they don't get any of the profit. Because you signed a waiver. That's good. Uh, and then uh, study tips. Just a bunch of study tips. Just a bunch of study tips. I feel like we gave all of those out already. Yeah. You already got those. You, you already got those for free. We got those for free. I think that the, the angle that excited me more was um ways to cheat. And I don't know if I want to like encourage that, that on our brand. Yeah. I don't, don't want to like have that permanently associated with us. I don't want that but, to be uh, our laundry but, but pods. Do. But do anyway, because uh, mm-hmm. a- everyone else is doing it. Sure. And no one cares. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, just your, your drinks. Hmm. We're, back to, we're back to your drinks. Back to drinks. Well, Nathan, for me, I think it is a toss-up between um, cryptocurrency for kids and uh, uh, necromancer pasta maker. <laughs> Okay, well, I think... Uh, we can exi- decide off air. We can uh, continue to hash those out. But uh, gosh, we've been talking for a while. Absolutely. But before we go, we must talk just a little bit more. Because Nathan, I have I have some, some very dear shout-outs to make. Yeah, some, some real tender shouts. Some tender shouts. Uh, some real uh, white meat, fleshy shouts that I'm ready to, to give to people. Um, as you know, I opened a P.O. box recently. Uh, and I checked it this past weekend. Uh, and I, I got a bunch of mail, so I just want to give a quick shout out. I woke up, I woke up to a text from Caldwell being like, mail! <laughs> I was so giddy, it, like, it warmed my heart. Um, yeah. Our friend Kevin, uh, like, just one of the champions of the Drawdians, Kevin, who has sent us a lot of emails, uh, sent us a beautiful Christmas card. Aw, thanks Kevin. Yeah, of, of him and his, uh, significant other and their beautiful dogs. Uh, and then I got another one from... Olivia, and it's a like handmade, hand printed Christmas card. It's a beautiful picture of some pines. It might be Coast, the seaworthy pine. Oh, maybe on this card. I think um, Olivia or or some of his friends, perhaps. Exactly. Um, but uh, Olivia wrote us a very, very nice long note, uh, and I, it warmed my heart. Uh, and I'm never going to let Nathan read it because I don't want I don't want to share the warmth at all. That's fair. But really, kind of the. The piece de resistance was uh, this letter we got from Marla, who was uh, nine years old and wrote us a very, very nice letter and uh, also included some some drawings 
they did fan art of uh, of our cat Thirtles, of our cat three turtles. Yeah. Um, and Thirtles in the drawing is uh, on top of a Drawfee mug, and we're desperately trying to get uh, Thirtles down. And Nathan, you look very mad. I, you know, I, I just, I, I can't control Thirtles. <laughs> And uh, anything that's outside of my control just frustrates me to no end. Thirtles is just a metaphor for existence and what you can and can't control. But um, you know what you can control is mail being sent to us. All you got to do is uh, write a letter and send it to 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222 Los Feliz, California, uh, 90027. I think i pronounced it wrong and uh at still Forest on twitter got upset with me so i think it's yeah, Los you, got, Feliz. you got super called out it was I very did. funny well that's <laughs> your, fair your, your, your response was how how do i say it <laughs> <laughs> so i learned yeah anyway call yeah. me out on twitter at caldy yeah uh call me out on twitter at at nathan yaffe we haven't done a call out in a while do you have something you want people to say to us oh yeah i mean i still get you tried and how could you and those still Make me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, how about this time? Um, if you see us on Twitter, just be like, still scamming at large. Well done, fellows. <laughs> yeah, uh, any any sort of reassurance uh, you want to give us. Keep running them big scams, yeah. Yeah, for, for this big scam we're running. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? You, you could also just say, where are the drawings? Because That's good. We do owe you some drawings. Mm-hmm. Hashtag where are the drawings? Yeah, get get on our case about those. <laughs> yeah, we're getting them done. Don't worry. Uh, we have a backlog, but we're working through it, I promise. Uh, until then, uh, you can suggest more things to add to our big, big beautiful slush pile um, by sending an email to wswdshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us uh, at wswdpod. You could tweet at our aforementioned Twitter handles, but I'd recommend um, using the email or by going to iTunes and leaving us a review, like so many of you wonderful people have done. That also helps the show grow and helps new people find it. Nathan, it's been wonderful. I think it's about time for us to venture back into the Scandinavian forest and find a tree of our very own to befriend and enjoy. So we're going to leave you for now. But until then, Nathan, Mm -hmm. I think I know what we should draw. I'm going back to my big shoe. (laughs) A shoe that's big enough for two. Don't yeah. call it a house. It's uh, it's not. It's not. It's not that. It's not a house. It's, it smells worse <laughs> than a house. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>